It sounds like the champagne bottle. It is sort of like the champagne bottle. You know, when you won them. It's, it like, oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what it's all about. I think you've unearthed something about Formula One. Hi, we are Beck and Byrne from Rekindling Relationships. Welcome to our podcast designed to help couples and parents create a more loving, healthy and fun relationship together. Our aim is to support couples to better communicate as well as help them to navigate the tricky aspects of relating. As well as creating fun dates and creative workshops, we mentor couples and individuals. Hope you enjoy our podcast and it helps your relationship to thrive. Welcome to our next episode, all to do with intimacy. And this one's about porn. So let's talk about porn. And we've actually talked about this one already. We've talked about peers for porn, Mm. but now we're going to go in a little bit deeper and talk about intimacy. And how it affects your intimacy. Yep. So you have some really clear thoughts on this. Tell us. <laughs> Just chucking it to Beck. Come on, Beck. Tell us all about porn. I have some very strong opinions on porn. So not everyone out there might like my opinions. <laughs> That's all right. We're just a couple with our opinions sitting in a small town in, in Australia. We can have opinions. They're not facts. Opinions are like belly buttons. Everyone's got one, but they don't hold much water. <laughs> so from my experience and research to do with intimacy... And porn does greatly affect your intimacy in many ways. When we speak about porn, so most of the porn out there is very male-led, very masculine for people who identify as male. It's not real life. Mm. So it's very much a... Extreme. Extreme version of... Bodies and acts. Which is what the purpose of it is because it that keeps you kind of addicted to watching it, doesn't it? you got to keep making it bigger, better and more extreme. Yeah, more things yeah. happening and more people yeah. involved or different extreme versions of it. Yeah. 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 And that definitely can hook people in. Uh, it's definitely not something which when I was young was a big deal. You well, know, it's probably hard to access back then too. Very hard to access. Yeah. Like I think, you know, there's a magazine or... We sound really old now. We do, but, you know, maybe, you know, for a lot of people out there... They might relate. Yeah, I remember someone having a VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I was 18. And there was, and it was weird though because it was like a group of guys and someone was like, hey, let's watch some porn. And they put it on and we're all sitting there and I just felt uncomfortable. I'm <laughs> just like... I don't know if I want to sit here and watch this with these people. And I was watching it just like, whoa, this is intense stuff. And I've watched porn over the years. It is very much the male gaze, you know. It's like, you know, big boobs bouncing around. and That's actually really funny you just mentioned that because it just brought back a weird memory for me about the old VHS tape porn. Yeah. So I remember babysitting at a friend's house in England, actually. The girl was actually not much younger than me. And then there was littler ones and one of them was like, oh, look at what my parents have in the, the cupboard, like the older one. It was like some weird nurse doctor <laughs> porn scenario. That, like obviously a lot tamer back then than now. But it was just weird. You didn't watch it? No, I think like she put it on. Oh my goodness. She did, yeah. yeah. And then we were like, oh, this is really weird and turned it off. <laughs> How old were you? I reckon it was probably about 12. Wow. Which, I mean, nowadays, that's 
the average age, 11, 12 years old is... She might have been about 10. Even younger, I think maybe 10 is the average age that kids see porn. Which is way easier now because everyone has phones. phones A lot of kids have phones at this age. Yeah, people have TVs in their rooms. They have access to everything at their detriment. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. It's become normalised, I think, a lot too, I've noticed. There are a lot of people out there who are like advocates for porn and they're mm. like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. It can help you be more intimate or you can learn things. I don't agree with that at all. I don't know what you can learn from porn except how to just completely disconnect from the person you're with, take enough drugs so that you can just like bang away really hard for a long time. And then this money shot, this idea of pulling out and then spraying it everywhere. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Haven't you ever heard that before? It sounds like the champagne bottle. It is sort of like the champagne bottle. You know, when you bottle. want it's, it. Like, oh, my goodness. Maybe that's what it's all about. I think you've unearthed something about Formula One. <laughs> I don't think it's just Formula One that does that. Though. No, no, it's but that's sports. a really common one for car sports yeah, is actually yeah. just at the end for them to be shaking up these big champagnes and like <laughs> spraying it all over the yeah, place maybe. and there's all these grid girls, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, dressed maybe up really there's sexy. Correlation there. There's a whole lot of like porn sort of inspired imagery at the end there. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. It's interesting because from my experience of partners that have been into porn and partners that haven't, was considerably different that experience in an intimate space. What what happened there? The partners that haven't have been a lot more present, a lot more excited by you. The other ones that were into porn seem to not find you as exciting. Find you as exciting. Yeah, yeah, not be as interested. Mm. I think because they have viewed porn, then they struggle to not think about that in the intimate space and compare that. It's very much solidified on their brain, the images. People get that dopamine here watching porn that you don't get that extreme dopamine hit in a natural setting. And there is a thing, and it was really interesting, I read a book and then did more research on it, and it, there is a thing called porn-induced erectile dysfunction. So people that view enough of it don't find women, natural women, exciting, and then it causes erectile dysfunction. Hmm. When I explained this to my teenage boy, because I was really concerned that this might be something that has become quite normalised and he would get into it. And when I explained this to him, this erectile dysfunction from watching porn, he clicked to him. He was like, oh, yeah, I actually, I get it. It was like the only way I could actually get him to get it. Where I was like, you might see, you know, you might thank me years from now and go, I'm glad my mum told me, you know, not to watch porn because in his world as a man, he's going to want to please a woman and that's going to be one of the most important jobs for him. Mm, definitely. As a man. And if I thought if I can save him from that trap of getting addicted to porn and tell him how it can affect you long term, he really seemed to get it then. Mm. And it really is an addiction because you want that dopamine hit, as you say, and you have to keep on going back and people will go back and they'll watch more and more extreme and then they'll have this very maybe Hollywood version of what intimacy is like and then they take that into an intimate space. And, and no normal not, natural woman is going to ever compare to that. No, they're not, they're not going to have all the curves and all these weird places the, or, the or, or dress. Extra boob implants or and even, all the 
even you know, dressing the, the surgery w- that comes with there's, that. There's so much stuff mm. that goes on, but and that's like Hollywood, isn't it? Mm. And you know, there's people watching porn probably don't realize or maybe don't think about it that there's not just these two people in a space or four people or how many people in a space fucking each other. Mm. There's actually those people, and then there's makeup artists, and there's directors and editors and camera people, and all of these people in the background filming all this mm. very unsexy thing going on but you're right if young boys and young girls are watching this and this is normalizing sex for them Mm. then when they step into an intimate space then all of a sudden they think and this could happen to people this could be happened you know people Mm. who are listening to us and be like oh yeah that's what happened to me i just that's what i saw that's what i believed Mm. nobody taught me different and you may be having problems in the bedroom now because you are addicted to porn and Mm. you may not be finding your partner exciting anymore yep you, you know, if you are getting your, you know, jacking off to porn, then you're leaving no energy for her, sexual energy for her either or him or whatever, you mm, know, yeah. in that space. When you're in that sort of um, porn hole, <laughs> it's actually a terrible word, and you're deep in that, then you believe that this is the way to be intimate mm. where the majority of porn is about just, some ridiculous scenario and people end up in a space and then they're just banging each other hard for a long period of time and then it's over. Mm. And that's not what intimacy is about. You know, really I would want all our kids to know that that stuff is actually not only wrong mm. but it's actually harmful because yeah. it can mess with your it can, space, yeah, yeah. it can mess with your brain mm. and mess with your relationship. Absolutely. How can people deal with that? What do you think? What can people do about that? Because if you say you're in a relationship and your mm. your partner were hooked into that and they think that's actually a good thing and they're like, oh, well, let's watch it together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. We believe porn is a problem. It's an issue. It's a billion-dollar industry. It can be addictive for some people. What do we do about it? I feel bringing awareness to it. And I'm hoping that maybe something like this podcast, where if you're finding that you're robbing yourself of chemistry in the bedroom because you're not finding your partner exciting or you are getting erectile, porn erectile dysfunction, then it's an issue. And so I'm hoping bringing awareness to it may make people go, oh, maybe I'm a little bit addicted to that. Yeah, maybe if they realise And if you're that- addicted to anything, any nothing is good to be addicted to anyway. It doesn't true. matter what it is. Yeah, everything in moderation. Yeah. Maybe not porn. No. Maybe just take it out altogether. Just take it out. But um, that's probably way easier said than done if you are addicted to it. Yeah. So maybe it is time that you go and speak to a therapist about how you can rekindle your relationship and chemistry in the bedroom with your partner. How you can make it exciting again because you're using that to get that quick excitement fix instead of actually putting in the creative energy in the bedroom with your partner and making that an exciting space. And having fun in that space. You're not putting in the energy there. Mm. I think you're also rubbing yourself because there's a belief and porn really pushes that is that heading towards this destination where, and I'll speak from the masculine from my point of view, the male comes and then it's over and they're satiated. They're like, oh, I'm done. That was amazing. Really quick. 
in that sense. I think people, because they're doing porn so often, they, they might not have the erectile dysfunction, but they're getting themselves used to coming really quick. Mm. They, they're training their bodies to actually come fast. You know, you don't want to be sitting there masturbating for an hour and a half over a movie, you know, so it's all about doing it quickly. And that comes from probably being a teenager even. And then you take that intimate space and then your partner misses out because if you're premature ejaculating, then that could be medical. But that also could be that you are training your body through watching porn to come quickly. Whereas we often talk about a thing called edging, don't we? Yeah, which we'll get into one of our in other episodes about slowing it down. I think it's really important for people to be able to get in touch with their own bodies, to actually know what feels good, what feels nice, how does that feel, so you can tell the other person. And it doesn't just have to be about, you know, get the act done as quickly as possible, which is what porn is about, I think. You know, it's about getting it done. and It's not about destination, it's about the journey, isn't it, we often talk about. Yeah, a journey focus. And that's way more fun. That's way, way more fun because you go off on a journey together and we spend a lot of time trying to get each other in the sack and then don't spend enough time in there enjoying it. Mm. You, know, you could do so much more. I like that you said you're robbing yourself because I do. It, you are. You're robbing yourself of a really beautiful intimate connection if you think porn is intimacy and it's not. It's mm. like the opposite. It was incredibly obvious to me with one of my partners after sleeping with them before they even told me that they were into porn, I knew from the chemistry in the bedroom from previous experience with my other partner who was into porn mm. that they were into porn. Like the chemistry in the bedroom was so different. Isn't that interesting that you could you could sense that? Mm. I yeah. can pick who's into it and who's not. And maybe it's getting out of that and there's a mindset there as well that if you've grown up with porn and you've grown up going like, oh, then you also have a belief about who that other person is as well. That other person is not a living human being with needs and an intimate thing. That person is just someone to come in, come on, come over. It robs you of presence and you're just in your head. Uh, with visions of what mm. that should be like. And, and you then, really have to be in your body to make amazing chemistry in the bedroom. And if you're always in your head and you're always thinking about it, mm. then you're actually really disconnected from what's happening in your body and also what's happening with the other person. Yeah, 100%. So at the end of that, what does that mean? Give Get it up. Get rid of the porn. Get rid of the just porn. Just have fun with your partner and yeah. create some spice there. And I think if you're single, then rather than using that as an outlet, it's actually this is the time if you're single mm. and you don't have a partner, you choose not to have a partner, whatever that is, get used to your own body. You know, touch yourself up. Touch yourself up Explore. without watching porn. Mm. Explore yourself and get to know yourself better because that will help you again when you're in an intimate space. Thank you, everyone. Look forward to chatting with you on our next episode, which is all about processing. See you next time. See ya. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and follow us. And check out our website at rekindlingrelationships.com. Bye for now. See ya.